Hello and welcome to the Zero PM podcast. This is a podcast where we're going to talk about protecting the environment and human health from pollution caused by persistent and mobile substances. Zero PM is going to prevent, prioritise and remove these substances from the environment. Zero PM is a research and innovation project funded by the European Union's Horizon 2020 programme. Zero PM podcast series. We are in Dublin attending CTEC Europe 2023. And uh, as is our annual tradition, we do record podcasts during CTEC Europe. And right now I have uh, with me NGI's own uh, Sivani Baskaran uh, from the Zero PM Work Package 5 team. Sivani, why don't you introduce yourself to the listeners? Uh, hi, um, my name is Savani. So I'm a postdoc currently at uh, the Norwegian Geotechnical Institute, or NGI, and I'm part of Work Package 5, working on how we can classify and identify persistent and mobile substances on the global chemical market. Perfect. And for CTEC Dublin, you've brought a poster, yes. right? Um, so what's what's the poster about? Sorry, take it away. Yeah. Um, so in this poster, I'm trying to identify ways on how we can classify and identify uh, substances that are mobile. Um, and so mobility is defined using the organic carbon water partition ratio, which is an mm -hmm. equilibrium concentration ratio for substances in organic carbon and in water. And the KOC can be highly uh, dependent on environmental conditions like pH, temperature, and even the type of soil or organic mm -hmm. carbon used in measuring um, this property. And so for assessing mobility, we want to kind of um, combine all of this information from different sources. And this is what I sort of present in my poster and how we can do this. Oh, that's wonderful. So you were mentioning the KOC already and how it can be a bit variable for different substances. Why is it so variable? The variability comes from both the potential for a substance to bind um, to the organic matter um, mm. and the external conditions that we that the organic carbon actually is in and the organic carbon and water is in. So not our environment is not uh, at standard temperature and standard pressure. It's of <laughs> course, it's the real world that you have extreme conditions um, where you can have minus five degrees uh, weather or you can have positive 40 degrees Celsius. And so the temperature plays a huge role in partitioning of chemicals in the environment. Um, and so does pH, particularly for iogenic substances, so substances that are capa capable of ionizing or breaking down into conjugate acids and conjugate bases. And so pH, temperature, and again, type of soil, organic carbon, um, really plays a big role in uh, what the KOC actually ends up being. Mm. And when I saw your post, I was we are co-workers, so I was lucky enough to get a sneak peek uh, of your poster. I saw that you're uh, presenting uh, your research and especially the, the modeling approach based on Bayesian statistics, uh, which I greatly approve, of course. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the benefit of using a Bayesian framework in this context? Yeah, and so it really comes down to the fact, again, KOC is so variable and the fact that in the past there hasn't been a requirement to actually report KOC data for a large number of chemicals. And so the conditions for which KOC has been reported, again, is also highly variable. So mm. we want to kind of use as much data as possible for determining whether a chemical is either mobile, very mobile or not mobile. 
And with Bayesian statistics, we can actually combine experimental data, regardless of the external conditions of the measurement, with predicted mm -hmm. values to obtain a consensus-based property. And the consensus values are actually recommended in a lot of instances where the data can be, again, very variable or there's not experimental data. Using mm -hmm. ex multiple QSAR models to determine uh, one single estimate for KOC reduces the errors and also expands the applicability domain of all the models and themselves. Right. Perfect. And we are talking about a, bit, a little bit about uh, Bayesian principles here. And one of the core principles uh, behind it is probability. Uh, and when we think of risk assessments, what do you think how we could consider this this idea of probability for risk assessments? So what's really nice with uh, Bayesian approaches is that you get a distribution of what the most likely KOC value is going to be. And based on your level of risk that you're willing to tolerate, you can decide whether you want to use sort of the mode of that distribution and account for the error, um, for example, 95% uh, prediction interval, or you could even try to use the five, fifth percent quartile mm -hmm. if you want to be really, really cautious about um, about the potential for mobility. So it has a lot of leeway, but it also accounts for that uncertainty and counts for the um, risk tolerance that regulators are willing to take. And it's a very open framework. It's a very, um, I think, clear uh, about the level of uncertainty because you get, again, a probability distribution that's very easy to visualize mm. for individual chemicals. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Sivani, thank you so much for taking the time recording this podcast here with us uh, in Dublin. You're always welcome back. And thank you also to all the listeners uh, listening to our podcast series. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and maybe write a nice review. But only nice reviews are accepted <laughs> anyway. So thank you, and we hope you enjoy uh, the Zero PM podcast series. Bye. Zero PM. Zero pollution of persistent and mobile substances. This project has received funding from the European Union's Horizon 2020 Research and Innovation Programme under grant agreement number 10103675